0: Hello and welcome to the Aligned Leader podcast. I'm Daniel Jordi and I'm your host and on the Aligned Leader we feature some of the most cutting-edge technology CEOs and digital executives in Switzerland in order to empower next generation entrepreneurs to cut their learning curve and in order to establish Switzerland as a global digital innovation hub. Welcome to the show today. Today I have André Volke, who is the co-founder of Validity Labs. And we're going to talk about a really interesting topic that has a massive potential to disrupt probably the entire business world as we know it um, in in the very near future. So I'm very, very excited about this conversation. So first of all, uh, thank you, André, for being here. And I would like to dive in right into your story, so tell us a little bit more about who you are and give us a little bit of insights into your personal story and and your entrepreneurial story.
1: Alright, uh, well thank you Daniel for the invitation, it's great to be here. Um, so um, I I actually started off as being an electronic engineer and I sort of would I call myself a, a tech nerd. I, From the very, very early stages of my life, I already started playing around with hardware. I built all sorts of things uh, when I was very young. And uh, I remember, I think I I collected all the VCRs back in the days and and televisions from my neighbors and repaired them, you know. Uh, So I had always a very strong uh, interest in technology. How does things work? I took them apart, put them back together. Mostly, it worked sometimes they didn 't work, but you know that 's the whole curve of learning right learning by doing um, so then, in my professional life, I think most of my time actually, I was very lucky I, I had the opportunity to travel the world. Um, I work for many, in many industries, um, various top 500 uh, companies uh, in the space of consultancy. So I work as a consultant um, mostly in software, but also in the beginning a bit in the hardware space. Um, in 2011, I came across Bitcoin. Uh, like quite a few of us uh, in this space uh they they found this very intriguing and interesting, and I also was very fascinated uh, about the technology and uh um I actually started building my first miner in uh, end of two thousand eleven and uh, it was very exciting actually it 's funny it 's staying up there, you know the little box there's the very first miner, so it 's sort of my uh my shrine so uh, um then um, I got very interesting in it, and, and very quickly I found out uh, that uh, that it doesn't really work well at your home. You know, your 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 uh, energy level was increasing. Electricity became an issue, like you know, uh, lights went off very often, and uh, and not to mention the heat. You know, it was okay for the winter times, but as soon as spring uh, emerged. Uh, um, I heard very often the term, this is the sauna here. Can you please do something? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I uh, 2012, I actually moved uh, into bigger offices and created my first mining company. Um, stopped doing that by 2014. Uh, reason being, um, I was doing it on the side still. Spent many, many hours in the night fixing stuff. And you sort of get in the notion of, like, how many rigs are down? Do I have to do something? You have to change something? then I have to go and, and fix it. And this was sort of getting a bit nerve-wracking after a few years. And also, what was not to be underestimated was the race that started to come online with all the ASICs. Uh, you actually had to start investing lots of money. The prices went down, and not really knowing where it was going, I decided, uh, rather being a chicken, not really wasting my money or investing it uh, in a risk factor and decided I have to do something else. It was very fun. It was a massive learning curve. It was super interesting um, and still today I actually do uh, some mining occasionally and play around with the hardware, building a few rigs just to see, you know, and show how things work. Uh, we also do this here at Ability Labs to, to basically educate people about how mining works. Then. Um, I started to look at the technology itself. I was quite curious about what else can you do with it. And in, I think, the past eight years of my of my professional life or my past life, if you want, so I worked um, in the finance industry for a major bank. And increasingly, I became frustrated uh, about my position there, about the work I'm doing, because. I wasn't really doing anything that matters, and you know not being the youngest anymore um i I had this notion of uh what the heck am I doing here right so I started to to question if uh if there's not something else that i be should should i be looking at um that sort of makes sense you know you do something that makes sense in your life rather than uh you know, just going to work, be the, the the good bee, and just do your task. You know, all of again. You know, every year the same shit, basically. Um, 2015, I decided I have to do something else, and I went full on becoming an entrepreneur. Um, we founded uh, Validity Labs. Um, With the notion of doing something that matters to others. And uh, I think I said it to you at some point earlier that not being a surgeon, not being able to save life, the next option there was for me is to educate people with something that I know. And that was basically our mission. So with Validity Labs, we wanted to create... Uh, A company that will educate people in the blockchain space, Uh, of course, enterprise um, driven so that we would use uh, companies um, that, that we help understand what is blockchain, how does the technology works, what can you do with it and how do you build stuff with it. And, um, while doing so we, it was, it was, um, it was a pretty excited time. So we started off not really knowing where this is, whole thing is going to go. We, um, Started off as a couple of workshops. They were really sold out in a couple of days. It was or in hours even. I think the first one, and we asked her a question: Okay, what's the problem? Are we too cheap, or is that really such a big interest? I think it was a mix of both. Um, we started off very very cheap in the beginning. Figured out: Okay, we have to work on our price structures, um, and then um, we we became. Um, very excited in this entire space. We built a lot of uh, uh, workshops and courses around that, did a lot of uh, conferences, keynote speaking, anything you can imagine, and attraction was, was really big. Uh, so Valis Labs was born. Um, what, what I was fascinated about is that from day one we had already a lot of um, a lot of uh, support from the academic world, specifically the ETA Zurich. So this was fantastic because this is also one of my my really strong angles. So just to give, uh, give an intro here.
0: I love that, I love that. And uh, also, like you're, you're, there's a couple of points that I, I specifically love about what you what you said. One of them is when you started out, you didn't know exactly where it was going. So you didn't have a 10 year master plan necessarily in mind. You sort of, you knew what your bigger vision is. I mean, you wanted to do something that matters, you know, and you had a bit of a clearer idea, obviously than just that. Right. But you didn't know exactly the 10 year step-by-step plan. Uh, Cause that's nonsense these days. Right. So that's kind of like one thing I'm really fascinated about with, with your story because you just, you started out based on a passion you have, based on something that really drives you to make an impact in a certain space that you're fascinated by, and you leverage all of these things that you collected over the years, the experience and the strengths and the talents and your own personal growth, and you put it into a company that is now growing at an insane space. You just emailed me last week, you just hired a, a whole bunch of new people now, and it's just going really, really nicely. So um, I, I, I love the story. Just. Um, maybe one thing there about uh, entrepreneurship. So, becoming an entrepreneur is always uh, an interesting step. It's it's sort of like um, the way I define entrepreneur is not necessarily just to have a startup and get invested some more. For me, being an entrepreneur is more about taking charge of your own life. That's sort of like I think the essence of being an entrepreneur. So, and it's usually the the harder path than you know just being comfortable somewhere else. So I'm curious about this. Like, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Do you feel you've been born? with entrepreneurship, or is this something you acquired along the way?
1: Uh, that's a great question, Daniel. Um, I'm not sure I will be able to answer it properly. Uh, am I born with it? Uh, I guess I'm somebody who's driven. So, um, And I definitely am a visionary. I started very early in my life. I, I have came up with lots of ideas. Can't say that they all have been successful, but it's learning by doing. I'm always somebody who just... Uh, stands up again and starts again and I think this is one of the very uh, important uh, things that an entrepreneur sh- should have that whenever he fails he doesn't quit he just looks at it see what he made wrong and then he starts again right and um, you know you can be lucky that every, every, uh, every company that you, you start is going to be a success, but mostly it's not the same way. Right? So, so I think it's, it's very important that you believe in yourself and actually really uh, do uh, what you want to do. And if you don't succeed, you just start again. I mean that, that is in my opinion, one of the most important ones. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. It's sort of, it sounds like for you it's more of a life philosophy than anything else. Um, it's just how you live life. I mean, when you talked about you know being uh, an engineer and you know just I mean as a boy you know you know um, disassembling and reassembling uh, tech toys and things like that. It's sort of like you know the same thing. You know, just like figuring out how problems work, figuring out how to solve them, and uh, it's just more of a philosophy of life. So I really love that. So we arrived at uh, today. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about what's up today. So tell us a little bit about. Validity Labs, what you're up to right now, what's sort of like happening and what is most exciting right now?
1: Right, so what are we doing? Um, Obviously Validity Labs is still doing a lot in the education space. We run uh, several workshops. in uh, different categories about you know st- very often the starter package like you know what is blockchain, how does it work? We get invited by many top five hundred companies uh, to do like uh, an introduction to blockchain to their staff. Um, then we have companies they have uh, full stack developers and want to basically move them into um, DAP developers, smart contract developers. So we train their forces um, in, in one of the programs and, and um, turn them into smart contract developers over the course of like a week or something. Um, then the other side, which has emerged probably in the last, I would say, 12 months, we, we have, uh, or even 12 to 14 months, we have started to build a lot of projects. So uh, companies came and had courses and workshops with us and, and always with the same question. They ask, okay now we, we do know that we can build something now from you know the, the workshops we did however we don't feel comfortable with our let's say very short experience into this. Can you not help us build you know a prototype? And uh, that was what we have been doing so um, over the past 12 months we had the opportunity to build prototypes in many different uh, industries um, which is for us also pretty amazing because we had a look behind the scenes how, how many industries really work processes and so on. I mean we are very lucky that between uh, Sebastian and myself we have a very big know-how in different industries already but um, you still touch so many new industries that we have absolutely no clue about how they really function. And uh, it's, it's fascinating to learn more about them and it gets even fascinating, more fascinating looking at all the new potential uh, businesses that are coming in the future, you know, just to, to give you a couple of ideas. Uh, We have some projects in the autonomous, autonomous, uh, in the car industry autonomous, autonomic oh, that's the word today industry where we um where we basically uh, work on on fully uh, autonomous vehicles uh, so self driving cars they basically own themselves and use blockchain technology to um, to ensure that they can finance them right so smart contract driven payment system. Uh, for that car. So this is a future idea. So, of course, the regulators doesn't allow at this point in time that you have a self-driving car somewhere on the road, but um, these people believe that this is going to happen and uh, it's exciting for us to be part of such a project. Same is for drones. So basically the future delivery system is future. DHL systems are uh, potentially uh, going to be by by air, by drones delivered, and there's companies that already believe within 10 years we will have a fully functional um, transport system by drones. And again, we are lucky to be part of such projects um, that they get the insight and, and, and it's fascinating. Uh, uh, I myself fly drones in in, in my spare time, and uh, I love it. It's it's great. So um, being part there to do something useful with these things, even 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 greater. Uh, what else do we do? So we build stuff. Um, obviously, we do over the past, uh, let's say, eight nine months. We started quite a bit in the ICO space. So um, we built uh, the technical implement- implementation for initial coin offerings. Uh, meaning that we write the smart contracts for the fundraisers and uh, what we do also is the security code audits for such smart contracts.
0: I love that. So it's really fascinating like how you dive into different areas, one of them being sort of more the old school companies so to say that are you know sort of catching up to certain things but want to really um, you know catch up with the technology of tomorrow which is one side. The other side is Sort of like those very futuristic um, areas, like sil- self-driving cars, delivery drones, and things like that. Very, very exciting. And that also brings me to the next part, which is sort of the future. I want to talk a little bit about the impact on on like oh, the impact of blockchain on 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 business itself. But before we do that, maybe let's let's do a crash course in you know a, a minute or two or something like that. What is blockchain? In, in, in some of the most simplest uh, words, uh, and then let's dive a little bit more into uh, the applications and the actual impact.
1: That's a very tough question, so specifically when you say in a couple of words, or a minute. Um, I was yesterday on a, on a conference at the uh, uh, Swiss Stock Exchange, and, um, it's it's still difficult today to speak to people. It was a, a topic about blockchain, but unfortunately, it's, uh, it, it came across very much about Bitcoin. People still associate Bitcoin with blockchain. So I think the first thing I have to say is Bitcoin has nothing to do with blockchain today. Uh, Bitcoin is the mother of all blockchains, and that's where it stops. So today, when when we talk about blockchain and Validity Labs, we don't even just talk about the ledger who is, um, you know, keeping all the transactions and making these transactions secure in the peer-to-peer fashion. We actually have in the back of our mind many technologies. I think blockchain has become such a buzzword that uh, it's very difficult to, to, to put it in one sentence. What is it really? When you build a platform. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is, anything, um, and you say you need blockchain for it, that means that you have multiple parties, they want to have a consensus about something. However, the ledger, let's say the database, the immutable database which stores these transactions, that can be validated by all parties, that is not the only part of it. You know, say for example you have a document management system of some sort. Somewhere there will be always documents that need to be stored. These documents are not stored in the ledger, they are stored somewhere off-chain. And then we go into other technologies, they are also blockchain-like. Like, uh, give an example IPFS, the Interplanetary File System, uh, where you have also the capability of securing documents in a very or um, well, you can you can say store these documents in a very secure fashion um, using very secure methods. But obviously, you know the, these are not hundred percent related to to uh, the ledger itself. Uh, same thing for an IoT. Today, when you speak to companies, IoT devices uh, play a big role. You speak in, uh, I mean, we have a lot of projects in the supply chain areas. So uh, just looking at transport of any goods or services, uh, give an example in the medical space when, when the transport of, of medical, of uh, medicine, uh, pills, etc. cetera, PP, they are under very high regulations, for example, of temperature so if um, during the delivery the temperature rises over a certain amount a certain amount of times, then um, the package is invalid right, so that means they can 't sell the, the the items and for iot devices, they measure for example the temperature, send this information into a blockchain where you then basically can audit the the information and have other ways of basically automatically ensure that you know exactly when a breach has been done. Uh, gives you know the entire supply chain the possibility to monitor this and make more efficient at the end of the day
0: okay so kind of like so if I try to put it into a couple of pieces and correct me if I'm completely off off track here um, so blockchain is sort of the essence technology Whenever, so it's like now, kind of like what it's mostly used for. It's most interesting is when different parties come together; they need to find a consensus. So it's less about what is blockchain. I think that's even the wrong question. The right question is what is the most common use format for it. I guess that's more of a an interesting question. Um, so that's sort of like where where it comes into play. And then it's more of an of an enabler for many 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 other technologies built on on top of it or or next to it in those areas like with iot together um, and using it for those certain specific applications together with other technologies is that sort of like
1: going in the right direction yes david you can potentially say it's it's two separate questions i mean what is blockchain of course is a very valid question but again then I would ask the question, okay, how do you define blockchain? If we just talk about the, the ledger database that secures the consensus, that's one part. Yes, it is the blockchain in the initial naming convention, maybe badly chosen. Today we use terms like uh, DLT, distributed ledger technology. Maybe this is a bit more fitting. However, again, here we have uh, a differences between those two technology types because in distributed ledger technology we very often hear terms like private uh, blockchains where only very limited amount of um, of uh, parties secure the consensus now is that that same than the initial blockchain type where you have 30,000 plus nodes securing the network probably not now it's it's i, th- I think the terminologies today they they are, let's say, not very wisely chosen. It's the same for smart contracts. Smart contracts is probably one of the dumbest terms I have ever heard, because a smart contract is actually a dumb contract. Um, it's, I mean, like, the smart contract does what you tell him to do, right? He doesn't do anything automatically. So, uh, yeah, but I think already Nick Szabo uh, said at some point, who is the inventor of the smart contract, some point in the 90s uh, that the name could have been chosen better. Um, but yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that. So it's, a, it's an interesting space there, you know, especially with those terminologies. And I think that's also what's, con- what's confusing for, for some people. But in other areas, it's like, okay, what it's called, that's what it is and uh there's so much um that goes around blockchain uh, i think that's sometimes confusing for people so thank you for clarifying that now i'd like to talk a bit more about the impact of blockchain and the technology of blockchain on business you mentioned a couple of uh uh pieces you men- you mentioned self-driving cars delivery drones basically which are going to have a huge impact uh, hopefully <laughs> very very hopefully on the future um what are some of the main areas where you see in the next five, 10 years, blockchain to have the biggest impact and why do you think that's the case?
1: That's a very good question as well. Um, so, where do I see that? I guess one part for sure is micropayments. Finance, I mean, being, well, I have worked in the bank, I can give you quite a few good examples for blockchain technology. That potentially I actually have not seen yet anybody doing, to be fair. Um, but just the most obvious one is uh, for sure micropayments. That is definitely something that could be interesting. This is going to happen and will bring big value. The second thing I see is um, the ownership, uh, rights management, and I think there you see many different type of projects. And there is a big need for it. So let's just, for example, say um, authors of books, you know, like to ensure that, you know, anybody knows that you are having the rights of the book that you wrote. The same for movies, the same for music. Um, that goes even further. And I think it gets even more important when we say, for example, that you use these technologies to ensure that that you can prove the ownership of your own land, you know. Think about um, countries, they have civil wars um, or other problems where people are being thrown out of the country for whatever reason. And then, you know, the government takes over the position or the land they own or some other people do. And I think the if you consider that potentially your family has for centuries owned a specific land, and then all of a sudden you've been thrown out and everything's taken away that you ever owned and you can't prove that this is yours. This is a problem. And I think the problem is massive today. So so with blockchain technology, you could definitely have uh, an authorization service that would prove that that you you own a, a specific part of land on this planet. And there's, uh, there's projects like that out there. I think one of them is called Benben. Uh, which does exactly that. I think these type of projects will definitely succeed um, and they, they they solve a problem. And I think this, this is the, the biggest question that we always ask uh, our clients as well. What problem do you really solve? One other problem which I think um, is gonna be solved, which, which is very interesting, is actually in the academic field, in the research and development field. Uh, we ourselves are very interested in this space and I think, um, Something that we're going to see is along the line of uh, collaborative research. If you can imagine that you know, many, many, um, many research around the world and different things, medi- medical research, whatever it is, um, th- there's thousands and thousands of researchers doing the same thing every day. They don't know of each other. They have no clue that they were exactly the same thing. There is actually no Google for researchers. An index system that you can look up, did anybody already did this test that I do today? Or last week, or the, for the last month, or the last year? There have been precedents where, in even in, in cancer research, um, two researchers for over 30 years, not knowing each other, worked on the same solution, and they came to the same conclusions. So they basically wasted 30 years of their life doing the same thing. This is a shame, really. And I think you can, blockchain technology, with obviously some add-ons and machine learning and so on, could Mm -hmm. potentially uh, provide a way how you could do collaborative research, meaning that every every researcher is capable of accessing any data that has ever been recorded in his own space to then come much faster uh, to cure something, you know, some, some disease. So actually doing something that matters for people.
0: I love, love, love that. I mean, the, the cases you gave, especially the cases you dive into, you know, they're not just uh, purely business driven. Um, they're also um, Driven by, by by a much greater uh, mission um, with the research. I mean, it's um, to me every day It's astonishing like you know how I mean how much research is done around the world and how little people actually talk with each other and uh, In that in that case I see blockchain as an actual enabler for uh, that collaboration um, In research is you know as a great example because it's such a huge massive field and it's not like you know um, it's not the field that is most known for uh, collaboration, <laughs> even in one country between two companies that you know basically follow a similar uh, mission. I mean, they try to keep their gardens as much as possible, and this would actually allow um, even companies that may be competing with each other to find different solutions to work together at some point and find different models to work together. It's very, very, very inspiring. Um, so, so I love these two examples. Is there something else in? In, in the business sector specifically, where you say maybe you know, with um, the technologies, hardware technologies, for example, that now or maybe in the near future come onto the market, this could not only be uh, an accelerator, but it may even be um, like the thing that actually makes that technology work. Or without blockchain, it would be unethical, maybe, to have that technology on the market, or it would simply be impossible to actually have it work.
1: I think that's a difficult question because um, I would uh, answer the opposite, uh, opposite question uh, to, to the many, uh, asking uh, what blockchain is still going to be around in five years, what does the technology look like? I mean, we, we're we accelerating so fast and I think the question is, how does the future really look like in terms of technology? Um, do we still use the same? Uh, Ethereum's um, hyperledges of this world, or is there something completely new coming out? Um, But what we do see is that um, next to the examples I already mentioned, something else probably is emerging uh, in the food market. I think the food... The food market also is going kind to of beneficial uh, benefiting a lot from from blockchain technology and specifically it space um, we are We have been involved in a couple of projects where it really goes in into amazing fears i mean uh, I was told and I have to say I don't know much about the food industry how everything works um, but I was told you know the whole biofood is uh, uh, quite let's say a heist. Um, so to to say nicely uh, um, and tracking the food from actually where it comes from, you know from the producer to when it comes to the store, uh, using devices that are capable of or delivering you information that you can go into shop with your mobile phone, and you say i 'm a diabetic, and instead of choosing the tomato from supplier x. I will take the tomato of supplier Y because it has no sugar in it. So so basically it is existing already today they have sensor technology they can measure all this information put them on to use blockchain technology for that to to record this including the entire life chain even not just tomatoes but I think even meat where does the the meat come from that that you're eating today you know um did cow elsa had a good life that she uh went on the uh, on the farm every day or was it really a nasty cattle farm that you see in the us very often you know so because obviously the the, the meat is different then as well i mean everything is different flavors and and, and the the vitamins and minerals in the food so i think this this specific area is going to be getting really big. Um, and IoT and blockchain technology do play a big role into this space because it will bring transparency towards how this whole chain works. Because today, really, most people don't understand how food works and where it comes from and, and what's being put on on all the stuff. It's, it's pretty crazy.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Especially in the bio sector, which is, I mean, bio is sort of like couple of years ago you know five or ten years ago which is like bio but now you have all these thousands of variations of different levels and different things absolutely uh, i love it very inspiring example as well so uh one more question about the company specifically so what's sort of your vision two three year out uh with the company what's sort of like the bigger picture for you
1: yes um so so what do we want to do Uh, Number one, we want to make a very clear footprint in Switzerland. Uh, Slabs is born in Switzerland. Uh, It's uh, located in Valley, Zug. Um, We definitely want to grow here. That's our number one goal. Number two is that with our academic affiliations, we want to grow as well very strong. We want to be one of the leaders in academic research around blockchain surely one of the parts and we also want to be recognized as one of the companies they they produce stuff that people need you know in the blockchain world or not but um yeah so so basically building platforms uh growing a massive community of of um, knowledgeable people around the space because i think this is one of the big challenges as well that there is not enough skill sets and we want to help that this is going to change. That's why we really work on the part to bring this also in, in universities working there very strongly together with, with academic partners to hopefully create the first master's and bachelor program in the very near future.
0: I, I love that. I mean, last time we talked, you talked about the summer school uh, that you're doing. You've done it very, very successfully with around 100 students, I think,
1: right? So the next one is going to be in uh, February and it's going to be three to 500 students that will be invited.
0: Amazing. I love that. So this is really, really exciting stuff that's, uh, that's going on. So with those goals, with that vision two or three years out, um, if you could just mention a couple of things that if you had access to them, resources, capabilities, anything around that will make the whole acceleration, the progress much, much easier. What would some of those things be? Could you pick something?
1: That's probably not so easy to answer, but I think the, the biggest challenge that, that we have is skills. right? So even for us, uh, finding... So I think it's a combination of two. We are startup, right? So it's always interesting to see when I meet people for interviews that we like to hire and you ask them the question, so what is your financial expectations? And please be in mind, we are a startup. Um, startup doesn't, you know, even a successful startup doesn't even mean that, you know, we bank millions and millions. Um, um, but so, so the it's 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 the challenge is to find free-minded uh, people. They're interested to be part in the new area area that's happening, and willing to learn new things. Um, and I think this is one one of the key key things that would help. But um, Right now, I think we are not there. I mean, people are still way too much interested in the daily salary, in the monthly salary, that you know they can go to, to holiday, they don't take risks. So I think it will take some time before people understand that this is also a massive opportunity, that when you start today, that in 10 years time, you will be one of the uh, experts in this field and then you can start charging again your big salaries that's a
0: really interesting topic you know uh, maybe a whole topic for a different conversation but that's sort of like what i'm very passionate about as well it's sort of like you know we don't really especially in switzerland um but everywhere around the world we don't really we don't educate entrepreneurs we educate corporate drones um and it's uh it's not a very futuristic thing um because that's not really where the future is going so i'm very much on the same page with you and i'm uh you know, and I think we need more of those kinds of people that really see opportunities, um, you know, like that are coming up in the future and buy into those opportunities, basically. And uh, we need, I think we need more of such a culture. I think it's more of a culture, a much, much deeper thing than just a, you know, um, a talent question. I think it's a, it's even deeper. It's a culture thing. It's a, it's a values, value system thing. Uh, also Switzerland conformity and safety and things like that. So that is a great topic. I mean, so if people are out there uh, in that sector interested in going deeper, interested in uh, learning and, you know, they're entrepreneur minded, uh, that's certainly something that uh, you're looking to have access to. So that's uh, that's perfect. Great. So last question. Where can people connect with you, learn more about you,
1: learn more about the company? Right. So I think the foremost, the easiest way is to go into our website. You can check out what we do there. Um, There's my contact details also there. You can connect uh, by email, no problem. I'm also on Twitter. So um, actually it's my name, Andre Volker. So just uh, easy to find. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, So the usual social places you find. If you want to meet me, um, I also run the uh, biggest blockchain meetup in Switzerland in three cities, uh, Zurich, Geneva, and Basel. Uh, Every month we have uh, in Geneva and Zurich one, and every two months in Basel. Um, So people can come and join us there, of course. Um, I'm usually hosting the Zurich event, sometimes also the Geneva one. Um, that's the place where you can meet me, yes.
0: So, thank you so much, Andre, for being here, for sharing your story, sharing your insights into the, the blockchain revolution.
1: So, uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you very much, Daniel, for having me. It's, uh, it's, it's, it was a great pleasure and a great honor. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to The Aligned Leader. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you get full access to all the newly released episodes every Wednesday. Do you have any topics that you would like us to cover? Then send us an email to daniel at leadersbridge.org and we'll work on it. And if you'd like to learn more about our initiatives, for example, like the CEO Collaboration Day, head over to leadersbridge.org.